The Tom Woods Show, episode 2111. Prepare to set fire to the index card of allowable opinion. Your daily dose of liberty education starts here. The Tom Woods Show. Hey, everybody. I'm giving away three free courses from my Liberty Classroom. One of them is ex-Marxist Michael Rechtenwald teaching you about critical theory so you can understand leftism and fight it better, as well as our course on how Alexander Hamilton screwed up America and the history of the conservative and libertarian movements. Check it out at 3freecourses.com. Hey, everybody. Tom Woods here. Julie Wentz is with me today. She founded Arizona Stands Up during the COVID craziness. And in the course of her activism on that cause, which we'll talk about in a minute, but had to do with getting the state of emergency overturned, she realized that there was a much deeper problem at work here, which was that there's something wrong with the healthcare system itself. And we saw with, there was plenty of fanaticism coming out of American healthcare about COVID that was fact-free, absolutely fact-free and driven by hysteria. And then, of course, the various vaccine mandates You were seeing hospitals demanding it, various practices demanding it, and making claims about the vaccines that are just not supported by the data and continuing to make those claims month after month. So she began to think, something's just wrong with this whole thing. Maybe we need to build something new in its place, or if not in its place, then parallel to it. So that, of course, is very much a theme these days, isn't it, in our corner of the world, thinking about how to build parallel institutions. So, Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me. I found out about you from our mutual friend, Sheriff David Hathaway, who has been a guest on the show before. When I had him on, people were just so blown away with how knowledgeable and principled he was. And the one thing they didn't know, because they haven't met him in person and haven't been five foot six like me, is that he's like seven foot 11 or something in person. He's very, very intimidating in that way, but such a sweet teddy bear kind of guy. I've never seen him angry. I've never seen him at a crime scene. I don't know that side of him, but I do know that he's a decent, principled, knowledgeable person. I wish I could have as my sheriff. So when he recommended you, well, I just thought pretty much anybody Sheriff Hathaway recommends, I want to have on. Then I started looking into what you do and what you've been doing. And I thought, well, yeah, of course, she's a natural for the Tom Woods Show. So let's start with how Arizona Stands Up got started. Not everything that you've done with it, but was there a last straw? Was there a final straw? Was there one thing that made you say, that is it, I personally need to get involved in this and take a stand? Well, it actually started two years ago, February, where I kind of went down the rabbit hole, probably like a lot of people, but I actually had a couple of ladies come and stay with me in February 2020. And one of them had worked for Boeing for 30 years. And she lived in Wuhan for three years. And she knew the wet market and she knew the virology lab. And we were having conversations. And that kind of started my searching because I knew in my heart something was off, something was wrong. And after all that searching, and it became the part where our freedoms were being taken away. It's like, yes, I have to do something. And everything that we've done the last couple of years and the last over a year and a half with Arizona Stands Up has been based on fighting for what God gives us as our natural rights, you know, the freedoms that have been taken away from us. So the the initial goal for Arizona Stands Up was to start a lawsuit 
to end the state of emergency. And we had collaborated with Ohio Stands Up and New Mexico Stands Up and started working on that. Well, as we've looked at the over the last two years, and, and I've learned and didn't really want to be in, in this position of doing this, but our legal systems corrupt, our judicial systems corrupt, our entire government, state, and federal is corrupt. And as we've gone through this, realizing that nobody's really standing up for anything in there, you know, right? There's just no more rules. No rules are being followed. And everything seems to be just fair game with the government. They're doing what they want. So it kind of got started. It's like, I never liked politics. I never liked history. You know, I had a nice little tiny life with my dog. And then we all went into this eye-opening place of like, whoa, what's going on? So a lot of it is, has really just come from God, the wisdom and the discernment of getting to places to help people. And a lot of different things along the way that we did with Arizona Stands Up. We had the Freedom Papers. We did a grassroots newspaper. We had a Freedom Town Hall. We had speakers come in from the medical community. And we had Pastor Archer Pulowski from Canada, the beautiful pastor that's been going through all the garbage in Canada. He came down and spoke. So it's been great. But what has led me to where we are now is I was helping the medical professionals here in three of the big systems, the health systems, with a document process to hold their ground to fight back for their jobs and not have to get the experimental gene therapy shot. And during that process, I just started realizing that everything I was doing was reactive and realizing down the road, yes, these people are still going to be terminated. The agenda is not going to stop. You know, the whole the world agenda is going to keep moving forward. And I thought we just I have to be doing something that's proactive. We need to get on the other side of this. And during that time, I was having a conversation watching. We've all learned this last two years what's really happening in the hospital systems, what's really going on. And this push for the, quote, vaccines and these drugs. So I was having a conversation. I was like, well, you know, we need to start a new healthcare system because Nobody wants to go to the doctor. Nobody will go to a hospital. They're afraid. And my friend, you know, and I, I said, you know, that's pretty much outside of my wheelhouse. I've done some organizational things and have a, a decent background. But I thought, I don't have a medical background. I don't have this background. And she just said, you know, maybe God has you here for that time and place. And just started praying about it and said, okay. Lord, you need to open the doors. You need to bring the people on the hands and feet and the organizer. And if this is meant to be, then bring the people that complete the pieces to help this launch. Because the whole thing is getting people back to that place of, of real health, not based on just doctors giving people drugs. And there's just this evil symbiotic relationship between the food industry and big pharma where our foods are full of sugar and, and chemicals and sugar creates inflammation and inflammation creates disease. And then big pharma just gives us drugs for it. So we need to get back to a place of the God-given great immune system and good health that we're born with. So let me make sure I understand. Had you ever been involved in any form of political activism before? Zero. Wow. So you went from zero to 11, <laughs> just like that. That's just like that. And that's what was so funny because the things that that I learned and God had me doing, I'm like, I don't know any of this. I didn't like history. I didn't like politics. I didn't, you know, 
I had never really delved into our state or, you know, federal constitution. And it was just, it was, yeah, it was like zero to 20. So I guess one of the things that amazes and surprises me in a bad way has been observing the way other people dealt with all this and how compliant everybody was. It really, really surprised me. And that, for example, like I'll just mention the entertainment world and so many people just do whatever the Hollywood celebrities do. But I thought surely they would crack at some point. Surely they would crack. But they supported the lockdowns, the craziness, the whole time as a test of what morally good people they were. I just thought, after a little bit of time, anybody in his right mind is going to realize none of this is doing any good, and all it's doing is wrecking people's lives and causing a whole lot of other problems that nobody's measuring. Did you have the same kind of response? For example, what part of the state are you living in, and are you surrounded by people who, by and large, are with you, against you, middle of the road? I live in the West Valley in Arizona, so I'm over in Surprise near the White Tank Mountains. I've met so many new people where everybody's on the same page, but then there's also the people that have been in my life, family and friends that are still blinded by what's going on and some family that even has taken the jab. And it's very sad, but I also understand what's going on at a higher level that we're dealing with spiritual warfare. And people cannot see, they've been blinded by the truth. And if they could see the truth, they could see what's actually happening. So it's been pretty divisive. It's really been divisive in a lot of different ways, but there's a lot of good people fighting. I think it depends, you're right, maybe where you live or who you're around. But since I've delved into this freedom fighting aspect, everybody that I know is like boots on the ground fighting in some direction, whether it's getting involved with school districts and and becoming board members or county board members or running for, I have a friend that's running for Maricopa County Board and, and some of the people that are running for the higher offices. And it's important that we get people in there that are truth seekers and freedom fighters and get out some of the, the evil that's in there. But there's also other aspects of the systems are so broken Every system is broken. Our our government's broken. The schools are broken. Our health systems are definitely broken. And people come up to me and ask me, it's like, what should I do? What should I do? And and I'm like, at this point, (laughs) number one, you got to pray about it. Number two, start something new, whether it's an event center, a co-op, a grocery store, a restaurant, and get back into the private which is what we're doing with Freedom Healthcare and get back into private membership associations because we have to step out of the control of what the government has over us. I mean, they've just controlled everything and step back into the private where they can't touch us, where we have every right to be. What did end up happening with Arizona's state of emergency? It's still up. Wow, even now? Even now. And this angers me because it shows me even our legislative body, the corruption and the complicity with what's going on with Governor Ducey. So about a week ago, I had a couple of volunteers, you know, texting me going, oh, you know, the state of emergency is down and, and this legislator announced it at an LD meeting. So I went directly to the website, the executive order website. Well, he has not rescinded 
the original March 11, 2020 executive order. He hasn't rescinded it. Over the past year and a half, he's rescinded pieces of the original order. He has not rescinded the original order. So, you know, to me, talk is cheap. He hasn't put it in writing. And until he does that, it's still up. And there's pieces that go with that, which people don't understand what's happening behind the scenes with all of this. There's different IGAs that have been created, intergovernmental contracts between the counties and the federal government that have to do with COVID money. People don't know about those. And there there was even a job posting that was up that got taken down a couple of weeks ago for a Arizona quarantine and isolation manager. So the agenda is not stopping. And with the state of emergency still being up in all the states, it gives them in a state of emergency the right to force quarantine, force isolate, force vaccinate. So people don't realize that people think we have this nice little freedom again. You know, these are things that we had to begin with, but we're getting this breather, like the mask mandate on the plane. Well, everybody should have just not worn the masks. It's pretty simple. But these little pieces of freedom back are not stopping what's still coming. Can you give me your assessment of your governor? Because those of us who don't live in Arizona have the impression, knowing that basically all the governors practically were terrible, that Arizona wasn't as bad as some of the other places. So what's the real story? I think it was just as bad. I mean, especially right now, we have illegal aliens and more pouring through the border every day. They're pouring in and he's not doing anything. He hasn't tried to finish the fence. The pieces of the fence were actually taken away. They were loaded on a truck and taken away. He hasn't done anything. We also have huge amounts of Mexican drugs coming through. To me, nothing. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't taken down the state of emergency. He hasn't worked to do that. Everything's been superficial. That's just me. But he has not stood up for Arizona. The biggest thing was, you know, certifying the election when it shouldn't have been certified. There's so many pieces where it's like he's just got to go. And he's done nothing but hurt our state. That's just me. I was wondering if it was something like that or not. Do you actually live where? How did you meet Sheriff Hathaway? Um, <laughs> he's so sweet. So there's been multiple forms that we've sent out to the sheriffs. Well, also to the governor, to Ducey, to Mark Burnovich, the AG, the legislative body, notices and affidavits. And... I mean, they had our names on them and they were all for, you know, holding Ducey accountable to what happened, holding the legislative body accountable, taking down the state of emergency, all these things. So I end up getting a, an email and then a call one day from Sheriff Hathaway. And he goes, it took me a while to find you. He goes, I am getting hundreds of affidavits. And he sent me a picture on his desk. He goes, he goes, I've been getting hundreds of affidavits and all the sheriffs, we all had to figure out like where they, where they were coming from. And you and your group was behind it. He goes, I have never seen a better organized grassroots movement than what you've done. And he's been so sweet, you know, like helping me go, don't worry about what's happened. You've done a great job. And he goes, you've done it right. The process that you've done has been right from the notices to the affidavits to what we've written. So the last one's been a citizen's complaint. I've been sending it out across the state to have people fill it out, 
send it into the sheriffs and the police chiefs, a citizen's complaint. They have to investigate if they find that there's reason to investigate further. They turn it over to a prosecuting attorney. And if there's more there, then we can call a grand jury. I mean, we've done everything we can at this point as citizens to try and stop the garbage that's been going on. And, you know, it can't do anymore at this point. And it really does come down to we, the people, having to stand up and take back the freedoms that are ours. Folks, let's take a brief moment for me to spread some happiness. What do I mean by that? Every month, and I checked, I subscribed August 13th, 2019. So every month for two years, I have received a piece of happiness in my mailbox. And if you want to be a hit with your significant other, you will follow in my footsteps. Now, what is that bit of happiness? It is the happily date box. Every month we get a box with a different theme inside containing a music playlist and activities of all kinds and games and conversation starters that bring you closer together with your significant other. Sometimes it's competitive, sometimes it's cooperative, but it's always fun and relaxing. We've had boxes with an 80s theme, a Japan theme, a stargazing theme, all kinds of different things that help give us a special night together. Show your significant other that you value time together by checking out the Happily Date Box. And because you know all Woods, take 50% off your first date at tomwoods.com slash date. Let's shift gears and talk about something that you've mentioned here and there, but I'd like to get some details about realizing as you were working that you're trying to put basically scotch tape and piano wire to put together a completely broken system that maybe it's necessary now to dig deeper and get more fundamental and look at the healthcare system itself. So explain to me what it is you are aiming to do with Freedom Healthcare, and then what can a listener of this program do to be part of that? So what we're doing is the way Freedom Healthcare has come to be is realizing that we really do need a new system and we need to get back to a real place of health. Like the current systems are based on a standard of care, which means you're sick and you have to be you know, made well. We want to get people back to that place of a standard of health where they're really staying in a place of health at all times. So we don't need the doctors and we're still going to need to have all the things like normal, but in a different way. And what we're doing is since we need to go back into the private, we've created a private healthcare ministry. So Freedom Healthcare is a nonprofit ministry, but it's also a protected entity where we're back into the private so the government cannot touch what we're doing. And there's different phases. So there's going to be four different phases of how we're actually launching Freedom Healthcare. And we're launching here in Arizona, nailing down the model, and then we'll be sharing it with other states. Some of the other conversations I've had with different people, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny had me on a couple months ago. We were talking about it. And I already have 13 states that are like, when are you going to have clinics in our state? So what we're doing, the different phases, the first phase is going to be a telehealth virtual model, in-home visits, and then a pre- and postnatal maternity care model. Person who's created it for actually a large healthcare system has come on board behind the scenes, and she's helping with that. I'll talk about that in a second. Amazing people that have come on behind the scenes. Second part is going to be clinics and specialty clinics, as well as a clinic urgent care fusion 
third process, third phase will be micro hospitals. There'll be specialty small scale hospitals. We're not aiming to be huge whatsoever. We just want to be everywhere to help people. So more of a, a smaller everywhere scale. And then the fourth phase will end up being a larger scale facility, training center, medical center, research and lab, nutrition, sports. And what I realized after we're dealing with everything with the medical professionals is I had so many nurses reach out going, we don't know what to do. When our fourth semester, final semester, we have to do our clinicals. We can't go anywhere because every single hospital is requiring the jab. What do we do? And it was just like, you know, I can only give you some advice. I can't fix this. And I just realized we're going to need a nursing school. We're going to need medical schools. We have to step out of the system where these doctors and nurses have been trained to just prescribe drugs and get back to that foundational health that was taken away back in the late 1800s when Rockefeller and Rothschild started all the schools and the whole pharma thing. We have to shift back to our natural health. So there's basically four phases that will launch. And then just the, you know, it's like each day, God puts someone in front of me that can help in some way. (laughs) Kind of like you helping us get the word out today. Amazing people are helping behind the scenes. Everybody's just sharing their time to get this up and going and to put the pieces together that it'll take to happen. And the, the biggest thing really that people can help us with, because we are a nonprofit ministry and we'll run like a ministry, which means we will run on donations to get everything up and going. Once each piece is up and going, it'll be self-sufficient. But it's the main thing of raising the donations to get each of the pieces up and going and then the oversight to run it. So people can do that. They can go to our website. It's www.freedom-healthcare.us. So freedom-healthcare.us and donate. They can read more on the website about what we're doing. We are a private membership association. We will not be taking traditional insurance or Medicare, Medicaid. We have plans people working on those pieces, at least the insurance piece for down the road. So it's going to be direct primary care clinics, telehealth, concierge options, but it will be private pay. And since we're in the private and since we are a private membership association, people have to be members to be a part of it. And we are like a family. It'll be like a family. Everything happens within the membership, within the family. I actually had written down direct primary care because I was going to ask if you were familiar with that model. I guess I didn't need to ask. The other thing I wrote down, though, I think is the question that's on everybody's minds, which is it's great to try to build these parallel institutions. I don't think we have any choice in the matter. As difficult as it is, it's work that has to get done. But at the same time, the elephant in the room is the licensing of doctors, and that is in the hands of people who don't agree with you and me. And so how do I go visit an unlicensed doctor? So how do you sort that all out? And that's something that we had talked about because I already know of doctors and nurses that have had their license threatened. One of my attorney friends who's on our advisory board, and she's part of a lot of bigger things as well, you know, the law licenses being threatened because people are speaking up. The beautiful part of this is the ministry that we've chosen and the type of PMA that we've chosen is we don't have to have licensed doctors in it because we are in 
the private, we decide what happens inside our membership. And this came up months ago when we were talking about, well, what about when the doctors and nurses lose their license? And I said, the licensing board, and here again, we're in a place where there's no rules right now. There's no rules. And because government and businesses and everybody's just doing what they want. So we're going to create the new rules. We're going to create the new systems and we're going to create the new rules. So if there's a doctor who stood up through all of this, looking at some of the doctors that are out there, you know, McCullough and Malone and all these things, if there's a great doctor or nurse that's been practicing for years and has no malpractice issues and no bad background issues, and they're a great doctor and they lose their license, that license is strictly a piece of paper that the state says you can practice. Well, we're going to create the new system. So we can bring those in. Those people can practice. Those people can come in and actually do the work that they wanted to do when they first trained to be nurses and doctors. It's within the membership. If people don't want to have somebody that doesn't have a license, that's fine. They don't have to become members. But the government that's been controlling us will no longer hold us back from what we need to do to help people. So we'll create the new nursing schools and the new medical centers and the new doctor schools. And we'll create what it looks like for them to learn. What do they need to learn? How do they need to keep up their educational credits? What are those? We have to create new systems. The systems are broken and we can't fix them. And we certainly don't want more doctors being trained by big pharma to just prescribe drugs. And that's all they're doing. Seems like though, if I look at a Dr. Fauci or the sorts of people who admire him, I know what their worldview is. I know what their general outlook on health and medicine is. I don't know all the details, but I know the general thrust of it. But people who disagree with the Dr. Fauci's have a lot of disagreements among themselves. For example, about COVID, there are some people who think that there's no such thing as viruses, that there's no such thing as this particular virus, or that there is this particular virus, but it does X and Y instead of A and B. And it seems like there are so many potential areas of disagreement because you know the, somebody like Fauci represents the medical establishment, and it's easy for the medical establishment to lay down a line This is what we believe, and this is what you have to believe if you're not going to be dismissed as a quack. But if you don't have that kind of organizing principle, if you're dealing with people who are in opposition, like, for example, a lot of us are in opposition to the U.S. government, but we're in opposition to it for all different reasons. How do you build something that has a coherent message? Well, it's something, I mean, a lot of people won't leave the existing system and they'll stay in it, which is fine. It won't be for everybody but at least we'll have something that's paralleling for people that want options for true healthcare, that want alternative providers, that want the healing products that are being found out there that have been kept from us to be able to go into their lives. It's something that's brand new, obviously, and we haven't needed it before, but we've also all been awakened from all the stuff that's gone on this last year. And we know what's going on is wrong. And we know the pushing of remdesivir and the venting of people and all these things that were done deliberately that have harmed people. So you're never going to appeal to everybody, but we want to have something where people that are focused on real health have a place to go 
it was a con- one of the conversations I had with Sherry during a break. Most of her clients in the past had been, or her patients had been coming in because they're ill. And she said last year, her patient panel shifted to literally 80% of the people coming in were healthy, saying we're healthy. We want to stay that way. Tell us what to do because of what, how people's eyes have been opened to what happened the last two years. So somebody listening who is intrigued by this should go to the website then, freedom-healthcare.us. Correct. Right? Correct. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put that at tomwoods.com slash 2111. Do you still use the Arizona Stands Up website? I do have the website up. It has a ton of information. We gathered research over the last two years. So there's great stuff up. The citizens' complaints are up, all the notices and affidavits and other groups that we partner with. So there's great information up. We'll end up leaving that website up. Just sunset it at the last event that we work to put on. We're going to let that go. And then just moving all the energy to Freedom Healthcare because nothing can be reactive anymore. We just have to be stepping into a place of proactive action to be helping people. We have to help people for everything that's still coming down the road. Well, I appreciate somebody who's got ambition and you have a lot of it to take this on and to try to try to do something about it. And also, I hear what you're saying when you say this or that restriction has been lifted, but don't jump for joy just yet. I am happy that restrictions are being lifted because it means my kids have a happier life, I have a happier life. But if they were capable of doing these sorts of things and nobody has been held accountable as we knew they wouldn't be, yeah. then it's only a matter of time before they try to pull something else. Oh. And so we can either sit around and wait for that to happen and then be reactive when that happens or maybe see if there's some possible way we could get it so that they have to react to us for a change. Exactly. And so I appreciate that that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you're right on. It's not going to stop. What's happened to the kids the last two years and, and the people that have died alone in assisted living facilities, it's just so evil. Everything that's happened is evil. And they're not going to stop. There's a breather happening right now because we have an election coming up. People want to think, you know, they have their freedoms back. I <laughs> totally believe that as soon as the election's over, the hammer's going to come down and the hammer's going to come down harder. There's just too many things out there that are still going on that show they're not done. Julie, I appreciate your time. I've got your links up on the show notes page, tomwoods.com slash 2111 for people to go check out. And best of luck with what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on today. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for today. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about another healthcare system, not the American one, but the much-touted Cuban one. Oh, haven't we heard over and over how wonderful the Cuban healthcare system is? And in your heart, you know that can't be right. You just know that can't be right, but maybe you don't have the information. Well, you will tomorrow. So don't miss the Tom Woods Show episode 2112. And if you're expecting something involving Rush for episode 2112, sorry, I just don't do that. I don't do numerology, but 2112 will be a goodie. So if you like and appreciate the Tom Woods Show, join me as a supporting listener over at supportinglisteners.com and wait till you see all the goodies in store for you over there at supportinglisteners.com. I'll see you tomorrow. Become a smarter libertarian in just 30 minutes a day. Visit tomwoods.com to subscribe to the show for free and we'll see you next time. 
Like the sound of The Tom Woods Show? My audio production is provided by Podsworth Media. Check them out at podsworth.com.